This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Hey, what's happening, Star Wars fans? This is Ro from the Scare Scuttlebutt Podcast, and happy May 25th. Wow, 1977 was a really long time ago, and it wasn't in a galaxy far, far away. It was right here. Happy May 25th. Welcome to a special May 25th edition of the Scare Scuttlebutt Podcast. I am so honored to be here sitting with you, talking and sharing my love for Star Wars. Hey guys, I wanted to remind you that uh, we had a contest going the last couple of episodes. I think it was, let me check my records here. It was episode 152 when I did a little recap with uh, C2E2. Nicole and Todd and Greg, we had a really good time here in Chicago at C2E2, one of the Midwest's best kept secrets. It's the Chicago Comic-Con and Entertainment Expo, lovingly known as C2E2. So on episode 152, we had a contest going, and today is the last day to enter. If you have not listened to that episode, it's a recap of C2E2. Please go back and listen. You still have time. As they say in Illinois, if you don't enter, you can't win. One of the things that makes Star Wars so special, you know what? I I don't know if I have to get into why Star Wars is so special. You know why it's special. We had a lot of people talking about Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. But deep in my heart, Star Wars Day will always be May 25th, obviously the day of the release of the original movie back in 1977. I wanted to ask you guys, I know I always ask the question, where were you when you first saw Star Wars or were you old enough to see Star Wars in a movie theater and I always go back to my memory I don't know if you guys have the same experience but I'm trying to realize I'm trying to figure out are those memories real or am I making it up hmm and now that I think of it I don't think I saw Star Wars on May 25th because it was a Sunday according to my recollection I was seven or eight years old My story goes like this. I was at church on a Sunday and I was really hungry. I wanted a hot dog. And my mom realized that the only place to get a hot dog uh, impromptu, um, meaning, you know, obviously when I wanted it, was uh, at a movie theater. Um, What I do remember is I remember, you know, going into the movie theater, buying the ticket with my mom, sitting down, having the hot dog, and, uh, you know, the music the visuals, the credit, and then that Star Destroyer goes flying overhead, and uh, I lost it. And again, I'm not sure if that memory is made up, or if it actually happened. Uh, Maybe I should go to a hypnotist and see. But what if I find out I'm not a Star Wars fan? Oh, that's scary. (laughs) 
But if you were old enough to see Star Wars on the big screen, let me know. Are your memories faulty? Are you remembering it all wrong like I am? I don't know if I am. We'll see. This May 25th, I want to thank you all for supporting the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast, whether it was myself and Brad or Shanti or any of our wonderful co-hosts and guests. It's been a wonderful four years, and we can't wait for the next four years and beyond. But I digress. So one of the reasons I'm doing this show by myself, I just wanted to give everybody a break. I didn't want to bother anyone, but I did want to get something out. A couple of days ago, I asked on Twitter, what are three scenes of Star Wars, any Star Wars that brought you into the family? We had a lot of responses from Twitter, from a lot of our followers, and I wanted to talk a little bit about that. I always say that whatever it is that brings you into Star Wars, it depends on where you are in life. And uh, from all the responses that I've gotten, I, I think that is very true. So let's, uh, let me read a couple of them because they're very interesting. Our friend Firefox Tessa says, Ha ha ha, okay then, my number one is Double Blade Mall Scene and Duel of the Fates. Obviously from episode one, everybody was amazed at that double-bladed lightsaber when when it first hit the airwaves. It was uh, wonderful to see and obviously probably still a favorite lightsaber duel between Maul and Kenobi and Qui-Gon in episode one, The Phantom Menace. Her number two most memorable scene is, No, I am your father. Of course, she's talking about the big reveal in episode five, The Empire Strikes Back, when Vader spills the beans. And that's one of the reasons that I always advocate for watching any of the Star Wars movies in release order, because if you watch it in numerical order, you kind of get that spoiled all the way through. So please, no machete, no uh, numerical order. Watch it in release order. That's the only right answer. Firefox Tessa continues, her number three is Han Solo and Chewie entering the Falcon in Force Awakens. I'm going to have to give her that one because that was also a powerful moment for me. Uh, After many, many years of no Star Wars, when we first got that glimpse of uh, TFA, I think that was a trailer that was released during San Diego's Comic-Con. I was at a doctor's office, a waiting area, with earbuds and my cell phone watching the trailer because I realized that the internet was going crazy. So I logged on, put on the earphones, and uh, yeah, it it was pretty amazing. I think I watched that trailer... I don't know, seven or eight times, and uh, it was amazing every time. Han was back, Chewie was back, the Millennium Falcon, holy crap. Chewie, we're home. (laughs) 
Excellent picks. Thank you very much, Firefox Tessa. We have Loki Jarson, who also talks about some great Star Wars moments. Number one, Kenobi versus Maul, and I am thinking that that is the Rebels animated series. <sighs> Look what has become of you. A rat in the desert. Look what I have risen above. I have come to kill you, but... Perhaps it's worse to leave you here, festering in your squalor. I remember a little controversy there, thinking people thinking that uh, the f- battle was too short. But I think in retrospect, a lot of people understood why it was too short. And obviously we got the explanation from Dave Filoni. And I think I'm okay with that. Next up, Loki Jarson says, Luke versus Vader, Return of the Jedi. That is a very powerful fight. It uh, had a lot of meaning and depth to it, so I, uh, I'm i good with that one, too. Your thoughts betray you, Father. I feel the good in you, the conflict. There is no conflict. You couldn't bring yourself to kill me before, and I don't believe you'll destroy me now. You underestimate the power of the dark side. Loki's last selection is Luke versus Kylo, and these are obviously all lightsaber battles, but Luke versus Kylo in that little movie called The Last Jedi. <clears throat> yeah. Loki ends the tweet by saying, I like lightsaber duels. If these need to be moments, then the end of each fight, I suppose. But it is very cool. Lightsabers are awesome, and that's one of the reasons we love Star Wars. Thank you, Loki Jarson. All right, and again, asking, what are your top three Star Wars moments in the films? Uh, Subtle Deviancy says, Solo saving Luke on his Death Star run. Luke, I am your father. And Leia choking out Jabba. All moments from Return of the Jedi, Brad's favorite Star Wars. Very cool. I'm sensing a pattern here. Again, Vader Rapina. What's up, Vader? First lightsaber duel. I am your father. And Return of the Jedi lightsaber duel. I think the original trilogy lightsaber duels are obviously memorable for many reasons. They're not as fast as some of the modern ones, but I think they do mean a lot to us. Thank you, Vader Rapina. We'll see you out there in the Twitterverse. And continuing, the Book of Alfie says, Yavin 4, Metal Ceremony, which is fantastic. Luke, backflip, then catching the lightsaber. Tie between Anakin versus Obi-Wan and Luke versus Vader in Return of the Jedi. And an honorable mention of I am your father and lightsaber flying into Rey's hand. That Yavin medal ceremony is awesome, very memorable scene, and obviously wonderful music. And let's not forget, Chewie finally gets his medal. It was the right thing to do. Thank you, the Book of Alfie. All right, we got Sky McKenna 77, and they put uh, three gifts. 
So I think the first one is from Rogue One. I am one with the Force. The Force is with me. Second one from Return of the Jedi, Luke saying, I am a Jedi like my father before me. And thirdly, it's that wonderfully red throne room battle also in The Last Jedi. Kylo and Rey, you guys are such troublemakers. Okay, patrons, time to give a shout out to those wonderful people that help keep the living waters of Mandalore running around here at the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast. I extend to you a very heartfelt thank you to all my patrons. All right, how about some shout outs? Big thank you to Backyard Tardis, Nick Schaefer, a huge supporter of the Red 5 Network. Go support his channel and catch up on his adventures in locksmithing. And big thanks to Scott and Kim from the Used and Abused Podcast, another Red 5 pod. Look for them on all the socials. Some appreciation goes to the guys over at Rebel Rock Radio, DJ and Steve, rocking with another Red 5 pod. And go check out Comics and Cosmetics. Danny's got some lovely takes on uh, comics and cosmetics. Cool talk for nerdlings of all denominations. Go give her a sub. Who else we got? Hey, it's Frank from Miami. What's up, Frank? Thank you. Joey Rosales, longtime supporter of the Scuttlebutt. Thank you for that, kind sir. Oh, and a wonderful thank you to Belinda. Oh, my friend, I'm so glad you're on this list. And our resident classic Hollywood expert, a fan favorite collaborator, Melanie Marquita. Big hugs to you, my friend. A huge respect to all our Patreon supporters. You remind me each week why it's fun to do this and to infuse the quality discussions you deserve. And if you want to help us keep the lights on over here and enjoy the show, head on over to patreon.com slash scuttlebutt. Remember, we can't have the scuttle without the butt. It's always sunny on Scarif with patrons like you. All right, and we've got Sean at Extra Star Wars. Thank you, Sean. Some of his best moments are Luke blowing up the Death Star from Star Wars, the end of Force Awakens cliffhanger. Wow, that's a moment. And Luke and Jabba's sail barge scene from Return of the Jedi. And I hope you all caught Return of the Jedi and its re-release towards the beginning of the month, celebrating 40 years of Star Wars with Return of the Jedi. A lot of Return of the Jedi moments. That's really cool. Thank you, Sean. Let's check in with a patron, Comics and Cosmetics. Danny says, Ewoks destroying the Adats. I think she means the Chicken Walkers. Ewoks killing Stormtroopers by tripping them off their speeders. Insert Wilhelm scream now. <coughs> and Ewok celebration. I think she likes Ewoks. Hmm. And that reminds me, we had a conversation about Ewok Celebration and the end of Return of the Jedi in episode 155, Star Wars Music. If you didn't catch that one, Mike and Blake talked with me and we talked a little bit about Star Wars Music. We had a section in there about that very piece of music, the one piece of music at the end of Return of the Jedi. I'm all for the yub-nub, but listening to the Celebration Music as redone in the special editions was kind of emotional. 
I challenge you to go back and check it out on YouTube and see if you don't get a little, uh, you know, choked up. Thank you, Comics and Cosmetics. Check out Danny's channel. She's got a lot of cool stuff happening over there. All right, three more moments, this time from No Zoop For You. He's got the Anakin reveal. I'm assuming that's in one of the prequels, the reveal that he's Vader, or the end of Return of the Jedi. Probably that one. Number two, he's got You Were the Chosen One. That sounds like a prequel moment. And third, one of my favorites, of course, that last hallway scene in Rogue One. He posted a gif of Darth Vader in the hallway. Ooh, very chilling. No zoop for you. Thank you, Zoopadafet. All right, we got another one. Jedi Dave 74. Luke Skywalker tosses his lightsaber and says, I'm a Jedi, like my father before me. Another Return of the Jedi reference. Number two, Darth Maul kills Qui-Gon Jinn and sets up the entire saga. Absolutely. What a moment. That needs probably more than 240 characters to sum that story up. And number three, Rey pulls the lightsaber to her hand in The Force Awakens. I still get tingles, he says. A pivotal moment for sure. Thank you, Jedi Dave 74. I want to thank everybody that posted a comment on that question. What are some of your favorite moments in Star Wars? I had people select three and you guys delivered. So thank you very much. What are your three top Star Wars moments? If you want to add to the conversation, give us a call at 773-234-8659. Leave us a voicemail and let us know. I also asked a question a while ago. Twitter followers, pick three topics for us to cover and we'll make a show. Ninsage81, one of the questions was, should Ben Solo come back to life in the Ray movie? Should he be a Force ghost or not appear at all? That's a good question. Let's think about that. What do you think? We'll have to do some research and get our thoughts together to make a show about that or maybe a quick cuts, but that's an awesome question. Another wonderful friend of the podcast and supporter of a lot of the Red 5 Network podcasts, Backyard Tardis, Nicholas. All right, he's got a serious question. He says, why are kids today drawn to anime and manga over traditional big Western sci-fi and comics like Star Wars, Star Trek, DC, and Marvel, and going for the attack on Titan? Full Metal Alchemist and My Hero Academia? Is Naruto the new Luke? Grogu the new Superman? Those are all good questions, and they're loaded. I don't know, Nick. Let's find out. Maybe a Quick Cuts episode. Vader Rapina. And that's the scuttlebutt. Hi, my name's Wade, and that's the scuttlebutt. All right, guys, thanks for sticking with us here at the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. I got one more segment and uh, one more conversation. I had to uh, pick a friend, uh, a fellow Red 5 podcast. I've got Andrew from Coruscant Radio Underground. Uh, what's going on, friend? Oh, not a whole lot. Uh, 
just uh you know do doing doing life but yeah things are going good that's good good to hear um happy may 25th to you my friend thank you thank you um you know early earlier in the episode i talked about how uh you know the the marketing machine of lucasfilm and uh the manufacturing of toys and you know obviously the the little fun little gimmick of may the fourth be with you Mm -hmm. um it's funny because I, 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 not that I take it personal, but I, I, I always uh, correct people when they say that May Fourth is Star Wars Day. <laughs> right, right. I always say no, no, it's uh, May twenty fifth, and uh, yeah, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't mind May the Fourth. It's a fun little fan thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, May twenty fifth has to remain Star Wars Day. <laughs> At least, uh, at, you know, at least, uh, you know, up there with uh, with important dates in, in Star Wars lore, for sure. Um, there were, uh, I think, one or two accounts that uh, that asked me uh, specifically what that date meant. And um, I felt bad for them <laughs> <laughs> because. All right. You're a Star Wars fan. You don't know what that date means, but um, no, absolutely. It, it is a fun thing. And obviously, you know, the entire month of uh, May is, uh, you know, Star Wars related because uh, there's a lot of movies that came out, especially from the original trilogy. Right. Um, besides the the original one that started it all. Um, but uh, yeah, May is uh and you know it's it's funny. That's one of the biggest reasons that I'm so against Star Wars movies uh, being released in December. Um, I, I would love for them to go back to uh, to a May release date. Um, I know you know once Disney took it over, um, they kind of uh, you know switched things up on us. But yeah. um, you know n- nowadays, obviously, as long as we get a Star Wars movie, I, I'm I'm fine. I'm <laughs> we're all still waiting, huh? Right. Yeah. And I guess we're going to wait a little longer now that everybody's uh, striking, but, um, but yeah, I mean like, okay. So my birthday's on May 22nd. Ah, Happy belated. Yeah. Thank you. So, but you know, growing up, especially like as a, you know, the end of my teenage years, when the pre, when the prequel trilogy started coming out, it was like a bird. It was like, I got to go see a star Wars movie for my birthday. That's awesome. I loved having them around my birthday. That was always really fun. And and so for that reason alone, I'd love to see it go back to a, a late May release, but uh, yeah, I think they should, should just lay claim to that May date. And I, I know they're, you know, that's, I, I don't know. It, it seems weird. Like I understand the appeal of the December date because nobody's really occupying it. And clearly things like Lord of the Rings did massive numbers in December, but, um, you know, it's, it's almost like, I've almost felt like Lucasfilm is, is kind of like, oh, we don't want to compete with, you know, all the big blockbusters in May. And it's like, but you we, are, we, but you we, are the big blockbuster. Yeah. We you're, were here you're the first, property, damn it. You're the property. Everybody else used to be scared of. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a shame. Like I said, we were here first, damn it. <laughs> um, but you know, it's. It's, you know, it's nice to take the family, uh, you know, December obviously being a very uh, high holiday month for, for a lot of folks. People are on vacation. People are taking a break. Um, so it's it's great. What else is happening on May 25th? I just pulled up that date on Wikipedia, and there's some other things that are celebrated on May 25th. You want to hear some? Sure. National Tap Dance Day. Oh. 
I don't know if that's a, a big deal in your household with kids. Or I'll, ask, a, I'll, I'll have to check with them later. Or, or a dancing wife, mu- musical wife. <laughs> um, this one is, is kind of sad. It's National Missing Children's Day. Oh. Uh, National Brown Baggett Day. And one that uh, I think really um, hits the mark. May 25th is also Geek Pride Day. Okay. So that one uh, definitely fits. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think that's a great one. I It almost makes me wonder if it's there because of Star Wars. Yeah, could be, could be. Um, more research needs to be done. Absolutely. So earlier in the episode, I talked uh, about how my memory was of my first experience in Star Wars. And I, I actually started to question myself because you know how when we grow up, we have these memories um, they, they might be false memories or we might be misremembering some of mm-hmm. these memories, but I always, I always had this notion that, um, I, I didn't see star Wars on May 25th because this based on the story that I used to tell everybody, um, going to church, coming out of church and being really hungry. Um, I wanted a hot dog and my mom took me to a movie theater where there were hot dogs for sale. And it happened to be uh, a movie theater that Star Wars was playing in. And obviously, you know, coming out of church would be a, on a Sunday for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, and, you know, watching Star Wars with a hot dog in my hand as a kid, you know, I that memory, I, I feel, is always there. But maybe maybe it wasn't on the 25th. Maybe uh, I, I started to, like I said, I started to question myself as far as, you know, is that memory, you know, accurate? Um, what early memories do you have of Star Wars? And I know you're younger than me, but what yeah. early memories uh, do you have of uh, of watching Star Wars for the first time? So my first experiences with it are on TV. Uh, of course, I was born in 1980. I was born the day after Empire Strikes Back hit the <laughs> Right, yeah. So, you know, I, I don't really remember. I don't really have a, a, a memory of the three, of, of any of them in theaters. I mean, I would have been three when Jedi came out, and I, I don't know if we went to it or not. I know my dad saw it, uh, but that's really kind of where my memories of it are wrapped up. My dad is a huge Star Wars fan. He's one of those people that was there in 1977 watching it over and over again in the theater and just having his mind blown by it. And so my love of Star Wars is sort of an extension of that. It's just, it was sort of an ever-present thing. Um, anytime it was on TV, we were watching it. And and those are sort of my early memories of the movies. And then, of course, I fell in love with Star Wars all over again. I was 11 years old when the first, uh, the, when the Timothy Zahn books started dropping. Um and somebody gave me those for, for Christmas that year, the first one for Christmas that year. And, and, you know, that just was a, a whole renewal of, of falling in love with the, the universe. That was the first time that I, I looked at it as a kid and went, oh, it can be even bigger than what we already had. And, and got really excited about the fact that this can just keep getting bigger and bigger. Um, but yeah, my early memories of it are, are watching it with my dad. You know, it's funny. You mentioned, uh, the Timothy Zahn, uh, novels and as a kid, I would not have imagined, especially after return of the Jedi, you would think, okay, wow, those are really, those were really great movies. Those three movies were fantastic. 
that what a what a wonderful time to to be alive we've got star wars empire and return of the jedi that was a great little story mm-hmm. and then that was it um we didn't think we were going to get anything else but then we did get uh, the timothy zahn material and obviously there were some uh books during that time yeah. um but it has really you know if you thought um star wars was big back then you had no idea what was coming right um obviously with the uh with the sale of uh, star wars and lucasfilm to disney um it has really you know taken off for for better or worse uh, i know there's a lot of people out there that have their own opinions about uh the direction that star wars is taking um but i'm you know i'm always uh, a uh glass half uh, full kind of guy and uh you know i love to experience new star wars uh give me as much as i can you know i'll i'll like it or not like it depending on my experience but um, that's the thing is that some people feel slighted when they don't like something and it's like it's disappointing like you you love the universe you want to love everything that comes out sure but it's just not going to work that way and it's but it's one of those things like i feel like some people feel like Oh, I didn't like that. It somehow tarnishes what I did like. And it doesn't, it's, it, it can't take, nothing will ever take the original trilogy away from you. It's, it's a magical moment in movie history, maybe one of the most important moments in, in movie history. And uh, it, it's always going to be there. Yeah, that's interesting too. Cause I always, um, I always love examining the way that fans uh, treat the, the IP especially as far as taking the uh, you know taking the films and taking taking everything in Star Wars in such a personal way and 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 I don't obviously I don't fault the fans for it because as you know you know that that's me to a nutshell um but it's it, it is interesting that if someone else doesn't like the same Star Wars that I do um you know people tend to really you know take it personally and i i find that interesting and i find it and you know obviously star wars is such a unique ip it's been around for decades now mm-hmm. that there is so much material out there uh you know before you had three movies and the chances of upsetting someone were probably a lot lower then yeah. than than it is now because there's just so much of it and really right. you know you you talked about the the we want to love all star wars but it, you know the reality is it does seem like um for me at least the quality seems like it's kind of all over the place mm-hmm. um but you know i mean you you can't uh especially at this point you can't satisfy everybody at, at the same time yeah no you can't so um earlier in the episode you know i had uh posted a question about what is your top three favorite star wars scenes uh or or elements of star wars and we had a lot of great um points that were tweeted uh at me and uh i read some of them and i i I, you know i i kind of discussed them on my own uh earlier in the episode and it's interesting because we got a lot of return of the jedi um elements we got a lot of return of the jedi moments uh you know the last final duel between vader and and luke um but um it, it did surprise me that a lot of people really uh, you know, hung their hat on on Return of the Jedi, and obviously, you know, the, the Return of the Jedi re-release was was at the beginning of the month, uh, which was really cool for folks that kind of were able to kind of re-experience that in the theater. It was re-released, 
Um, but I'll ask you the same question. What are your top three Star Wars moments in uh, in the trilogy? Ooh, um, I, I think for what I mean, I, I do think that I would have to include somewhere, you know, in no particular order here, the uh, that final duel um, uh, with Luke and Vader in Jedi. Like I, I, I have to include it. It's um, it's such a powerful completion of Luke's journey. Like, you know, Luke's Luke has come full circle. It, that's it's um you could have ended it. We didn't have to ever have anything beyond that for Luke. It, it's it's a perfect beginning to end story. And and um I mean maybe one of the most powerful final scenes for, for any any fictional character in, in a movie. It's um the 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 belief and hope that uh, there was good still in his father and there's so many lessons. That's, I mean, that's the thing is, is Star Wars is a myth. It, it, it's a modern myth and, and there's so many things. And it's, I think it's why people, depending on your own life experience, people tend to translate the myth differently. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, I, and I've said this before, it, it depends on where you are in your life stage, you know, uh, on your own, like where, where you pull from these stories where you pull from these uh you know mythical tales um that george set up so cleverly um yeah it's it's fantastic the uh the the, the final battle between luke and vader from return of the jedi obviously a uh, um, top-notch uh you know selection there what uh what other um story aspects or what other scenes uh from the original trilogy are you really are some of your favorite um so from just a storytelling standpoint, I, I love stories. I love books. I love mythology. Um, the moment where Luke is, is faced with the decision or the realization that there's nothing left for him on Tatooine. And it, it's the beginning of the journey. It's, it's this idea of, you know, you're trying to cling to, I can't do it because of this and I can't do it. And, and it's, it's in life. That's something that we all do. We go, Oh no, it's a, that's a pipe dream. It's too big. I can't do it. These other things are too important. Um, and as we get older and older, it, those things, there's more and more things to keep us from, from taking big steps. And so Luke's moment of uh, accepting his journey, accepting his destiny uh, to, to go on this journey. Uh, is a big moment. Uh, other than that, I think the moment where uh, well, favorite moment, uh, maybe Yoda raising the X-wing from the swamp of Dagobah. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you know, getting back to your um, journeys, uh, hero's journey. You know, it, it is uh, definitely a very strong motif. Um, you know, I've got a teenager in the house that's, uh, graduating this weekend and he's about oh, wow. to start his, uh, um, he's about to start his, uh, hero's journey. And you're right. We all go through it. We all, um, have, uh, different expectations, uh, on the horizon there. But I think, uh, you know, Star Wars really has, uh, cemented the idea that, uh, that there is hope on the horizon. And I think that's yeah. one of the biggest reasons that, uh, you know, that we're still talking about it so many years later. Um, it's, it's fantastic. 
and uh what was the second one you you mentioned the uh yoda um, yoda raising the x-wing uh from yeah. the swamp on dagobah you know it's, it's funny because um getting back to the hero's journey we all have doubts uh mm -hmm. when we start our own journeys we all have uh you know this little nagging voice in our head that uh pretty much you know again also kind of stops us from trying stops us from at least uh exploring certain options and i think you know obviously uh yoda said it to luke uh you know in that scene you know try not do or do not and the fact that he was able to raise the uh the x-wing and uh it made a believer out of luke i think that's yeah. that's one of the very pivotal moments of luke's um transformation yeah um someone who you know has maybe heard of the force but doesn't really believe that it exists or believe that he has any power within himself to to be able to to do something like that uh to really you know figuring it out that maybe he does um and and trying is uh you know trying his best to to be the best uh person the best jedi that he could be so yeah absolutely those are great great shot kid that was one in a million remember yeah any um any other final thoughts i mean those were great moments uh some really wonderful moments from the original trilogy star wars scenes uh a lot of people chose uh you know the, some of the scenes that you mentioned mm -hmm. uh, obviously luke and vader uh, but any other final thoughts on this wonderful May 25th? It's been, uh, it, you know, Star Wars is uh, is here to say no matter what uh, some of the angry YouTubers are saying. <laughs> but uh, May 25th. Yeah, it's it's a it's an ever expanding, growing universe. And I think, you know, the, the idea that Star Wars is dead is, you know, it's it's hyperbole. It's hyperbole. It's exaggeration. It's there are still wonderful things in the star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is a fantastic story. Andor is a fantastic story. Uh, hopefully Timothy Zahn will be back to write more books. He's, he's still writing some of the best expansions of the star Wars universe on paper. Um, there's, there's all sorts of things. I don't enjoy the high Republic, but there's clearly large numbers of people out there that sure. do. Right. Um, you know, and, and always remember, I mean, like, like I look at my kids, like the sequel trilogy is not for me. Like my kids don't like, like the prequels and the original trilogies better, but they love those characters in the sequel trilogy. And, um, you know, step back sometimes and look at it through other people's eyes. Um, absolutely. Uh, look at it through, uh, children's eyes for sure. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, um, they have a, a different perspective and are probably not as jaded as us adults <laughs> for sure. Awesome sauce. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for uh, joining me on this tail end of this episode, a special May 25th episode of the Scare Scuttlebutt podcast. Why don't you tell folks where people can find you? Uh, as always, you can find me running uh, the podcast over at Coruscant Radio Underground and the Science Fictionary. Um, the audio podcast going up uh, at least every couple of weeks and the uh, YouTube content is getting a little more active. So 
uh check us out there and you can find me at crew underscore podcast over on twitter excellent my friend and we are both part of the red five network check the rest of the family out at uh, bio.link slash red five and uh just a quick reminder uh if you have not listened to episode 155 of the scare scuttlebutt well 155 or 152 i don't even know anymore let me do a quick search here our c2e2 recap reminder that we are holding a a contest uh back in april it was the four-year anniversary of the scare scuttlebutt podcast and we wanted to give some swag out to you guys you the listeners of our show we uh, appreciate you guys hanging with us a lot of you guys have been hanging with us since the beginning so we really appreciate it but listen to that episode uh find out how you can win some swag we already have two entrants we need one more so thank you very much for that episode 152 the uh, c2e2 recap but until then if you have any other topics or anything you want to leave us a message over at the scare of scuttlebutt hotline give us a call at 773-234-8659 yeah absolutely star wars is uh awesome star wars is cool and uh that's my story and i'm sticking to it until next time this is ro thank you andrew so much and that's the scuttlebutt check it out later listener just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the red five network family red five network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love so the next time you're itching for quality content make sure you head over to red five network.com you'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more all wings report in it's the red five network <laughs>